guys, welcome to the second installment of 2PB. Uh, it's your boy Izzy Rizzy is on this one. I'm out here with the rest of 2PB. Uh, really excited to be back at it. Hopefully the real ones are still listening. So uh, what are we talking about today? So uh, I think we're going to start off with a topic that just came up to me like a few minutes ago. We were talking about uh, the, how fashion has changed. You know, uh, We all kind of have a little bit of different style, but pretty similar, I would say, too. So I think that would be interesting to talk about. Yeah, I think... For me, fashion has changed drastically over the past, I think since the beginning of college. I used to wear those big jeans, wide gap, and then I, I changed slowly to like slim fit jeans. And I tried skinny a little bit in the middle. I'm not like Maha, I can't pull that off. My thighs are a little too big, but you know, I tried it. I mean, being fashionable for me is not only about looking good, but you know, it's about this persona I want to put out there, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think being fashionable is a big part of my personality. I started dressing the way I kind of dressed in college, but I, I think I was dressing nice in high school. Uh, was it like more of the fraternity vibe? Yeah, it was more of the fraternity vibe, the button-downs, the khakis. But you wore, you wore different colored pants. It's not like just khakis. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I've... So, super I, fraternity vibe. Yeah, I mean, like, I wanted to put myself out there, kind of express myself through my fashion. You know, something that I noticed that changed a lot between you, you start wearing loafers. Yeah, in high yeah. school, you wore I, loafers every day of the week. I think I, I don't think loafers are particularly bratty. I think loafers are like something they're, they're, everyone should have in their they're, collection. They're a nice piece, but you know, I think I've went with a more urban style as I've gotten into college, mm-hmm. and you know, I think it matters with the people I've surrounded myself with. You know, as I have made more cultural cultured friends in high, uh, in college, uh, I've went with more sneakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gotten into the sneaker game. Uh, I mean, I think what's changed Shout is out Adidas. Yeah, Adidas. I wasn't totally into Adidas until the Yeezys came out. Yeah. And when the Yeezys came out, I became all Adidas. You know, it's not yeah. only the it's not only the Yeezy. I'm about the Ultra Boost. I'm about the N and D. But it's more of the original vibe. Yeah, it's the original like, vibe. Not like the Adidas so it's, sports it's, wear, it's it's not even like it doesn't stop with the sneakers. It goes with my clothing. I like to wear these kind of baggy shirts, mm-hmm. tight tighter jeans. You know, do the pin roll. <laughs> yeah. I think you yeah. start. I think in our group you started the pin yeah. roll. Like yeah. no, I think even, I still don't pin roll, but you. Started it for everybody. Right? No, no, I think there was, uh, I think uh, a friend of mine, freshman year, Fernando, he was doing the pin roll before me, but uh, I think within my own friend group, yeah, I did. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. I think Izan, like for me, Izan had the more of an influence on fashion, so I'll let him go first on how he actually uh, got in. For me, fashion is a personal narrative. It's a, it's a way, you know, I tell stories, you know. The way I dress, I do it for myself, you know. I may do it for the ladies, but usually I do it for myself. I'm out here. Serving looks, you know, it's it's something I feel confident in, uh, something I feel powerful in. Um, so yeah, in high school, I had straight Banana Republic clothing, you know, <laughs> those V-neck sweaters oh, with nice, a nice. t-shirt in there, mm-hmm. and then baggy pants. So like at that moment, I thought, wow, I was like, I think baggy pants were comfortable back then, yeah. and not only I felt Just comfortable in, really I felt comfortable in them. Yeah. And now if I make wear baggy pants, I'm like, what is going on? Am I yeah. wearing a pair of scrubs? I, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like myself. You know, yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't leave the apartments, of, uh, the doors of my apartment without having something that's kind of skinny on my pants. Honestly, I don't know, like I'm telling you, my my fashions had started from a friend of mine in high school, Daniel Ye. He dressed very preppy, and then I kind of got inspired, and you know, then I won uh, best dress in high school, and that's where it wow. all took off, dude. I was like voted best dressed and people knew like every day I'd come in with a dope outfit but now I feel like my fashion sense is just going to a whole new level. yeah like I had about the same way like again uh, best dressed in high school but like back in high school like everyone was dressing kind of the same way yeah. and like you kind of have influence through there so you again you're wearing like the chinos and like the button downs and like the polos 
Well, as you got into college, again, as Maha's reference, more of the urban look came about. And, yeah, I definitely started cut and rolling from Maha. So I used to always roll my pants because I'm, I'm a very short dude. And uh, mm-hmm. the pants never, like, you know, go length right for me. So I used to always roll my pants. But the pin roll was something, like, I really adapted, like, to because it created, my, like, a tighter look on my ankles and, like, all through the leg. So, and while keeping the pants short, which was really good for me. But also, like still want to find like the perfect pair of jeans at least that i don't have to pin roll but you know yeah i think these are all facts related to you know our fashion but you know i think Izan brought up a really cool point about the personal narratives that you create by dressing i think one of the we make conscious decisions every day but what we wear is a conscious decision and i think impressions matter Mm -hmm. and i like to make a good first impression because i want people to think of me in the most positive light i think fashion is a way you know for to make that first impression you know more uh approachable manageable you know and fashion kind of like makes you a confident person as well like i'm i'm a pretty self-conscious person i look like i like to check myself out a lot before i get out of the, out of the dorm or gotta get out of my house and like when you're not like feeling good when you're not physically in shape and like fashion is not suiting you like you just feel awful about yourself you know and like it's, it's not particularly a good thing but like like in a way like what you wear and if you're comfortable in what you're wearing you think you look good just like completely brightens up your whole day circumstances can dictate how you think of yourself and i think by making yourself look nice in certain clothing stuff Mm -hmm. that you feel comfortable in stuff that you know you would like to see yourself in Mm -hmm. and you think other people like appreciate what you wear you'll you're gonna feel better about yourself as you you know go about your day Mm -hmm. i think the time aspect is pretty cool about it too like like again, like Joseva could probably talk more about this. It's like at certain moments of your life, like fashion is gonna be changing based on what everyone else is wearing, right? Like, That's but right. you also have to like keep it in like in your mind, like what you want to wear. Right? So, yeah. like, Josefa, like he's like everyone in our like group is basically wearing skinny jeans, right? Yeah. And Josefa at this point is wearing pretty baggy jeans, right? So to a point, to a certain point, like he shifts to to slim or skinny, just cause like you know all his friends are doing it. But he then goes back to slim instead of sticking with skinny because he feels more comfortable in it, right? Yeah, yeah. So out of all these guys, I think I'm the only one who doesn't pin roll and wear skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that's true. So I, I used to wear baggy jeans pretty much all my college career, actually, pretty much till I graduated. Till the, the beginning of my graduate school is when I changed to slim fit jeans fully. And it's like a drastic change. I have a pair of baggy jeans that I wore today, actually. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, the difference is ridiculous. <laughs> and, and I think what really stuck out is... I think, was it a drastic difference? It is, it is. Uh, <laughs> it do you is. have more space down yeah. there? <laughs> or less space now? <laughs> no, I think what really changed was, I think it was a day, I was in Campbell Hall, and I was wearing some pair of shoes. I forgot what shoes was. And oh, Afan pointed, pointed out... Afan pointed out... Yeah, it was a blue no, ultra. I think yeah. was wearing that blue ultra boost the other day yeah. with slim fit, like these white wash uh, Levi's. They're looking really yeah. good. Like, yeah, I mean, how, like, how do you ju- out, you can't even see the shoe. Yeah, how do you justify spending $180 on a pair of shoes that gets eaten up by a terrible pair of jeans? I think yeah. the $180 does bring up a fair point. I think being fashionable sometimes people think comes with a price. Yeah. I think not only are we fashionable, we're kind of more reasonably fashionable. Yeah. You know, I like to buy stuff off the sale rack. I don't thrift go out to thrift stores. Yeah, thrift yeah. stores. No, I don't want to go spend a hefty hefty you know budget out, out but you do you do plan on buying some supreme later in your life every once in a while you gotta splash yeah i mean i have hobbies i have <laughs> desires and you I, know, have desire. <laughs> I have desires to spend a lot of money uh, one i day. think i think yeah you know 
people are like, money doesn't buy happiness. But for me, like, <laughs> sometimes spending money on st- something you like. It makes you happy. Yeah, I mean, like, people are like, oh, my God, Supreme or, you know, Bape or uh, Yeezy or whatnot. You know, it means, like, uh, you're just kind of just blowing money for no reason. But for me, personally, I, when I get that product, it's not to flex on people. I think I get that product with, for myself, with, with my own purpose, my own intention. It's not to show off to his Zafo or his honor or fun. Yeah. But at a certain point, you're like, hey, I bought Yeezys, what do you have? You know, like, yeah, just, I, know. I mean, yeah. That, 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 that you want a shoe that resells for 500 plus dollars. Yeah, I mean, there's a cocky nature. I think for me personally, there's a cocky nature behind everything I do. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't mean for there to be a cocky nature, but it just happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean for it's me, a side it, was, it was pretty hard to justify getting a Yeezy, you know? It's just like, you have those second thoughts, like, why am I doing this? But when you wear the shoe, like, it's, it's just it's just a different experience when you're wearing the shoe. You're like, yeah. it, just, uh, it just looks so good on your foot, and you just feel, like, confident in yourself. Yeah, for sure. So what's a typical outfit for, like, a, a, you walk to class? And okay, if I'm going to class, it's usually uh, light wash jeans for me, uh, you know, kind of a baggier shirt, mm-hmm. uh, something of that nature, maybe a graphic on the shirt or not. Mm-hmm. This is, like, just a typical Tuesday walking to class. Yeah. You know, I got a nice pair of, you know, Ultra Boost or NMDs, wow. or maybe, you know, here and there, my Yeezys. Um, sometimes a hat, sometimes no hat. Uh, I definitely rock the low ankle socks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I like to show that, you know, a little bit of the ankle skin. Mm-hmm. You know, the halal, halal. Yeah, halal skin. Yeah. For me, it's, uh, you know, I have uh, my favorite pair of pants are the black jeans. They yeah. look good with everything, so I have, you know, a vibe variety of t-shirts that I wear mm-hmm. the t-shirts I wasn't into t-shirts I used to only wear like collared shirts from H&M and jeans and I never thought I would invest in a pair of ripped jeans they're pretty ripped they show a lot of skin but they go well with everything so for me a typical day consists of a t-shirt yeah jeans or some like H&M shorts yeah. appropriate though how about you Zephyr? so for a casual I probably just put on like usually my ultra boost or an NMD or the pre- air presto mm-hmm. big fan of the air prestos and then obviously switching slim fit jeans here and then uh, a button down or a t-shirt but as I work sometimes so on those days it's just a slim fit khaki you only work sometimes <laughs> well what are you doing other times yeah, yeah. it's going to class uh, so the, when I work I use just a slim fit khaki and a button down with a loafers or dress shoes mm-hmm. sneakers are a must they, they sneakers kind of like bring a, they about go the well outfit. so like a lot of people I think in the like I, I don't know I can't speak for this but I feel like a lot of people in like previous years used to build the outfit from top to bottom yeah. but I think now it's kind of has to be from bottom to top yeah. right with the sneakers first I think for me like you know I look at someone's outfit and the first thing I usually mm-hmm. notice is the shoes mm-hmm. like I mean albeit they might have like a terrible outfit otherwise but if they have a five pair of shoes yeah. that if they know, got a five pair of NMDs or Ultra Boost then I'm like okay this person they, they knows, how to, knows how to rock you know, I think my, my fashion didn't immediately become the way it is today there's definitely like you it know, takes time yeah it's more of an evolutionary process where it was like slow changes I mean like we've talked about like baggy jeans I was saying early in high school I was wearing the baggy jeans the baggy uh, chinos cargo khaki pants cargo khaki pants plaid on plaid because my mom was like buying stuff for me at the time yeah. she's like like I swear I went to school I think I was wearing like, a striped shirt and flat shorts which is terrible are you guys ever like superstitious with your outfits like test day you gotta wear something nice nope. and like no. No. I feel like sometimes like on a test day I'll wear something like pretty good like I'm feeling good in myself you know Time to like destroy this I thing work, or like I work just fail the every day. I know what he's talking about. Yeah, <laughs> academically, I uh, I try to avoid superstition. Yeah, but uh, yeah. 
You know, the thing I noticed the other day, uh, I usually don't do this, but uh, I have a friend in one of my classes, uh, sit by him. He was, like, praying before the test, and, you know, it kind of, like, stuck a chord with me. Because I, like... I, I re- usually pray before a test. Yeah, yeah I think but... I pray after. Like, uh, I take the test, and I'm, I believe I did a good job. I'm just yeah. hoping that I... I, I read a few, like, uh, prayers and blow it on the test. And <laughs> 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 I got to lie. The three, uh, the three blows are... Yeah, I do that after I... Right before I turn in my test, I do that. And right before I say dua. I think for people who don't know this, in Desi culture, or I guess Pakistani culture specifically... When you grow up, a lot of kids, like, they say a prayer, Islamic prayer, before they take a test so they can do well. Yeah. And, and I like, think I, white I culture, like, I don't know how popular it's More like but. in the, like, when you're a kid, your mom would blow, yeah. like, you'd blow a prayer on you before yeah. you went to school, you know? I mean, my, little tidy whities <laughs> you know, a little powder in your butt, and then <laughs> blow a prayer, and then you got, you're good to go. I remember my grandma, she, there's, like, a, a, a chapter of the Quran, and she'd, like, read it, and then she'd, like, blow on your pencil to <laughs> read it right before you take the test. Yeah. I mean, like... I think a big part of our culture is, like, we've mentioned, like, going to school, you know, academics. Uh, yeah. I think. For sure. I, I wasn't always the best student. Let's go back to my high school career. Kind of, like, brings uh, us back to our second topic again. Yeah. Like, that kind of yeah I think uh, I, I kind of suggested this topic. So, like, we're kind of summed up with fashion. But, you know, approaching academics, uh, kind of personal story myself. I've, uh, I think I'm decently, uh, I mean... Uh, I think my grades are okay now, but that's not always been the case. I think in high school, uh, I was a bit lazy. Uh, I mean, I struggled. I don't think he struggled. I think it's the fact that he didn't want to do anything. I yeah, I mean, I was pretty apathetic of a person at the time. Uh, I was more focused on doing my own thing, you know. I, I had this mindset, especially senior year, it's like, what do I do that even matters? This is senior year of high school. And I was like, I'm going to go to college, and it's going to work out. And, uh... All thanks to, uh, to you know God Almighty, it has worked out. But like Hazefa said, me, I was like a completely different person back then, and I think now in my life I've like realized the importance of my academic career. That kind of motivates me. Exactly the same way as Mahaj in high school. I didn't do any work. Afan knows that my grades weren't the great, the greatest. I mean, my GPA wasn't the highest. I I just had a really bad work ethic, and I mean, it changed I, as soon as I got to high school. I mean, you mean college? college? I mean, college, yeah. yeah. As soon as so I, I got to I college. Think, I think Mahaj, in my eyes, had, had a drastic change. I think if you go back, I think his senior year GPA was a 2.0 or 1.9. No, 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 it's like 2 point. <laughs> it's no, like no, the high no, twos. No, no, high no, twos. No, no. I not, mean, like... Not my, athlete level. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like... I think I had C's and stuff and D's. I mean, my parents got called in. So, I mean, uh, like we said, we both went to private school. And, uh, I mean, I was doing terrible in school. Like, terrible. I mean, I, I wasn't giving a crap in the world of what was happening you know i mean my parents got called in they're like what's happening like what's happening Mahad? i mean the counselors thought it was like some outside of school problem but i just was not caring but once i got into college uh, there was kind of a uh, riveting moment but i realized like if i want to do something with my life i gotta start like studying and uh you know approaching academics in a in a better light mm-hmm. i mean like i'm not the most studious guy i think uh Hazefa can attest on that I really don't study that much, but what I do is I, I pay attention to class, and uh, I go over stuff efficiently. I think efficiency is really big. Yeah, I think it comes down to time management. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if the people who know how to split their time properly, that eventually end up succeeding in mm-hmm. whatever they do. Definitely. I think for me, I've over high school and college, I've pretty much stayed the same. I don't make all A's, but obviously I've never made a C. But obviously, they're the admissions committee, and they have access to all your grades. Yeah. 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 But, uh, so, you know, I just, I think time management is key. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is. 
For me, uh, the story's a little different. Uh, I, I tried really hard in high <laughs> school, and my, my group of friends were like very, very studious, so it was almost like almost an unhealthy competition in high school. So, uh, I don't know, like, I mean, I, I performed pretty well in high school, and I got in, like, to all the colleges I wanted and to some big-name schools, and it was, like, it was something I really wanted to do for my parents more so myself was, like, get into some place that they would be happy that I got into. But then, obviously, I came back to UAB, which was close to home. But, so, one thing, like, on this topic of approaching academics, I would say, like, from my personal, like, standpoint is like for people I know a lot of people like a lot of my friends too like who are extremely smart in high school is how to like when you get to college how to sustain that level because a lot of people are like okay we did this in high school we like we're the top of our things but like we're tired of doing this now right and we're just Mm -hmm. not give a f about anything but I think it's very important to like continue like not be I guess I like I hate being like I hate like seeing gunners you know because like a yeah. lot of people have to, like, be a gunner to succeed, which is fine. Like, that's not no problem. But, like, when you're like, constantly thinking about academics, you have no other pursuits in your life, it's like you're not well-rounded at all. And, like, I think the best thing about the college experience is becoming a well-rounded individual more than anything, which is, like, kind of was lacking in my high school because it was such a competition of academics that, like, I, like, thought, like, didn't find myself doing anything really outside of, like, competing for grades or, like, being the best I could within these people. Which is, like, not a healthy, necessarily. Uh, I think in college, I've really learned how to love to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in high school, I think I was learning for the sake of my parents. Mm-hmm. But when I moved to college, my parents weren't around as much. But I, like, I would sit down with the content I had at hand, you know, the different subjects I was taking. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't find this as interesting. But if for the next hour, two hours, if I make this interesting for myself, you know, if I entertain myself with what I have at hand, mm-hmm. maybe I can do well on the test. Maybe yep. I can make an A in this class. Yep. I think Josefa brought a big point. It's time management. Yep. If you don't spend the hours when you need to with the books, with the notes, I mean, it's not spending all your time. I exactly. think Josefa and we, we spend so much time together, even in the midst of the school year, and we keep our grades up because we know when we need to grind, we grind. Yeah. And uh, we, we don't need to. We, <laughs> we do other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think in Ms. Kachelso, some people say, oh, I don't study, but I still make an A. I think... Everyone studies a little bit. No yeah, matter. Yeah, but there's also like, like, hours. like obviously there's some special people out there yeah. who can do that. But I think in most like ninety five percent, I think usually study a good bit. But studying is good. Like I think at this point in like your like life, you should know like your general habits and like how well you need to study for something, right? Yeah. Like there's some people. I think like I think me and Mahler are a little bit the same way. Like we like like are more about efficiency in terms of like like getting the notes like paying attention in class and not studying as much out of class mm-hmm. but there there's people who are probably succeed more than us who study like like uh, like an insane amount of hours which is completely fine you just have to know like what like process works for you and once you find that process you go into time yeah, management I think and how to divide your I had, a, I had a calculus two professor uh, my freshman year of college and he was like you know if if I can study for an hour and make the A and you had to study for 10 hours to make the A it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. You, you just have to work as hard as you can mm-hmm. to get the grades. I think someone that asked is, how long do you study per week for like each class you take? Or like an hour. Say you take 16 hours. How long do you think you study per week for that? It depends. Like if it's closer to test, then I'll like block my time on the weekends, right? And study a lot more on the weekends and on the weekdays not study as much. But not, on a normal time, like I usually like spend like maybe 30 minutes a day just looking over something, right? Yeah. Like if I even need to, like sometimes like like the concept is like not as hard in one class, so I'll look more on the other class, and sometimes 
both concepts are equally as like tough to grasp and I'll look at both classes for maybe 15 20 minutes. Yeah. But if you get that 15 20 minutes every single day, if like you're struggling yeah. in a class, exactly. you will succeed in learning. Class. If you make sure at the end of the day you understand the content that's before you. Exactly. And that doesn't matter if you understood it in class or you go and read the textbook after exactly. class. If you make sure, I think that's one of my dad used to tell me like if you understand what went on in class that day, then you don't have to worry about, you know, when test, test time comes around, exactly. they, you know, learn so much, be so, you know, that's, you know that was stressed that's out. That's what happens when like, people get lazy, they, they go yeah. to class, they just do And you get on completely screwed over. Yeah. Cause, like, and then you have a week to study all of you, Bio 123 or something. Yeah, like if you don't know, like, the first, let's say, organic concept, right? Yeah. You're basically F for, like the, like, the next few chapters because if you don't know that then and there, you're not going to do all the other times. So if you just commit that initial 10, 15 minutes to, like, just make yourself clear on the topic, yeah, you'll succeed. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, I think people are, like, parents make an influence on your education. I think that was the case for me early on, but I my academics, I think, increased by being more personally motivated. My parents not exactly. you know, pushing me as much. I think uh, that's pretty cool. I think you bring an interesting topic for a lot of people, maybe more so like brown people. Yeah. It's because like when they're in high school or even in middle school, like growing up their whole lives is like your parents are pushing you to study as much as you want, right? Mm-hmm. You, they come into your room, they're saying, are you studying, right? Mm-hmm. Which might be an unhealthy way of parenting because they might, know not, they might not know that kid learns best when he studies a little bit and studies effectively yeah. instead of just always has to be have a book in hand. I think in our household, that wasn't really pushed that much. I played multiple sports. Mm-hmm. My parents actually pushed to play a lot of sports. Yeah. They, like, Mahad played uh, tennis and golf. I played basketball, tennis, tennis, pretty much everything. And I think that helped. Honestly, at the end of the day, like, playing sports, it, it helped the time management. It also helped, like, you being active. And it, I think it helps process things a little quicker. And if you're just sitting at home, coming home at 3.30, you're going to watch TV or mm. go on your laptop for maybe an hour, play, play some video games, while you could be out doing something else. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about getting to know yourself. If you know what your needs are and what you need to do to accomplish what you want to accomplish, you know, your goals. Uh, if you know what can get you to your goals, you may pursue whatever it may be to get there, you know. Definitely. All right, you guys want to move on to the next topic yeah, for that? Yeah, I think I'll just... I, that was a little deep, but I think we can get to more of the light it, it, side now. Uh, this is, might be a lighter, deeper topic. Yeah, yeah. How is this going to be lighter? I think it could be pretty light. Be, it, I mean, it could be there. pretty lighthearted, but I think... Nah, there's a, there's a lighthearted way to approach yeah. a topic. Yeah, I mean, uh, we can just blurt out the topic. Yeah, I think so. I've chosen the third topic for today, and it's the fear of rejection. Yeah, I think, I think it'd be pretty funny, honestly. I think I'm going to go ahead and start out with the most, like, least deep way of approaching this topic. It's the fear of rejection... In my personal life today, is being rejected from medical school, right? Okay. So right now I'm applying to medical school, and uh, I actually I don't fear being rejected that much because I uh, a I believe in myself, and b if I do get rejected, I always know there's a second chance mm-hmm. and a third chance. As long as I keep on pushing myself, and you know I believe in what I have on the table, that I don't fear this rejection. But th- this is the only part of my life I don't fear rejection, right? <laughs> I think there's so many other elements mm-hmm. of my life. I think it's on for you as well. Yes, you know, definitely. Fear of rejection stems for girls for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the smallest things like you know, girl not opening 
Well, she opens your snap and doesn't snap you back. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're into that girl. She she leaves you on red. Uh, so like, and then got the two check marks on on yeah. the Twitter DM. It's happened to me. Got the scene on the Instagram. Uh, it's happened to everyone. Like it happens to me all the time. It's just how I'm used to it. You know, like if a girl doesn't want me, f that shit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you're missing out. I think Molly brought up a really good point the belief in yourself mm. that you should have I personally don't feel like I fear rejection of pretty much anything but like Yvonne said there's always obviously things out there I mean there. yeah if you have feelings for someone and then you get rejected and you're like I think, oh. I think re- getting rejected in like previous years is worse than now because on social media you can like go and re- randomly DM any girl you want you know but, I mean, that takes no, off the that's, that's different from getting rejected I think that's like a girl just blowing you off. Like, I think this term... I mean, that's sort of a rejection. I hate when that, girls that, That's a version of a rejection. Dude, the best part of thing like is they're missing out on you, man. Like, I don't like when girls blow me off. Like, dude. I mean, I'm yeah, man. You're so full of yourself. They blow me off. It's the bump of the week. Blurred. <laughs> no, but like, dude, like, I'm a pretty confident dude when it comes to, you know, yeah. myself. But there's some, obviously, some deep-rooted insecurities, like, within everyone. So it's, it's about suppressing those insecurities. And going for it, which I'm not very good at. So, Zika, let's say a girl, like, so basically in the brown culture, like, people bring things called rishtas, right? And uh, either, like, does the guy send it or the girl send it? doesn't matter. Essentially, right? a rishta is a proposal for marriage. Yeah. Or a so, proposal, I guess, not directly for marriage yeah. nowadays. A proposal to get to know each yeah, other. Yeah. You know? It's more just because so, it involves the parents somehow. Yeah. Does so, it, anybody can send it, though. Yeah, the guy or the girl, right? It's a navigation. So, like, example, let's say, like, you are you like this girl, right? And you tell uh, your parents to go send a rishta to this girl's family, and the, the parents reject you. How, what would you do in that? Hey, they're missing out on me, man. But you really like this girl at this I mean, point, right? I'm a, I'm a pretty you've been talking to this girl. No, like, I'm a pretty conditional dude. You know, if the parents reject me... Uh, even if I like the girl, I was like, you guys aren't worth my time. No, what if you're really, like, in love with this girl, though? Uh, Obviously, it'd break your heart. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- yeah I think it might hurt for a little bit, but, like I said, I have, I have Would you, myself. like, would you, Someone, like, I mean, time would you continue to pursue? Time heals uh, all wounds, dude. Time does. So, time think, heals all wounds in, ca- in the I case think, of the parents think, or in the I, case I of the I think you can change their minds. I think it's possible. If, if you believe you can change their no, minds. Why, why don't the parents like me? For what reason? No, no, I'm just saying hypothetically. No, just, let's, on why they don't like me. They just don't like your personality. Yeah. Say that. The F it. But the girl like really likes If you. they don't like my personality, then we can work with it. But if they don't like me as a like me <laughs> and my family. Uh, if they don't like your family, I think that's like that's a game over. Right? Yeah. I mean uh if if it's a personality factor, I can, you know, talk to the girl, let her you know, you know, go talk to your parents, let them know what I'm about. I'm a good guy, you mm-hmm. know. I mean good guy. <laughs> I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. Please, I mean, I mean no harm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think something that's looked upon a lot is like your career and where you're going, like your career trajectory and where you're going. Mm -hmm. So I think for some reason that's really looked highly upon, even though maybe it shouldn't as much. It should be just about what kind of person you are. If you you got that MD man, you got that rich alert. (laughs) MD JD farm D. You gotta have. You you gotta be seven. If you just got that D. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the most important thing. I mean, if they want grandkids. If you want grandkids. Yeah. So so what? Would you actually? I mean, it's I'm, true, man. It's, it's just like to keep it a halal on my, my side of the court. You know? I don't know. We put we put vulgar on. But when we turn the podcast off, it turns haram. Yeah, man. Yeah, being rejected, uh, I think, uh, kind of sometimes if you have feelings for someone, keeps you awake at night. But yeah, I think the rejection comes in a lot of forms. Like people could just hate our podcast and reject it. You know, 
Yeah. But hopefully, that's that's like we're talking about that type of rejection. But yeah. like, I I think like, I think what we're getting at. How would you How would you overcome the rejection? For you, Ivan. Just keep myself busy, man. Just move on. I move on from things very. What if you're very old? That's I think that's time is kind of an issue here. Like, what old. if you're like like twenty eight, twenty nine, right? Oh hell no. Well, how much time have you invested in this girl though? Like years. Twenty eight, twenty nine. I hope Ooh, to be popping uh, kids by then. Like, <laughs> same here, dude. Yeah, twenty eight, twenty nine. What are you talking about? I'm gonna say like I'm twenty five, and I've been with this girl for like a couple years. Of years, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, and you're like that's the age and, of getting know, married. And we've decided like, you know, it's time to tie the knot. Yeah. And then you get rejected. What mm-hmm. would you do then? Because like you, you I gotta start over. You that means start you need over? you need a quick turnaround. You know, if you want to get married. Yeah, like, yeah, you gotta start over from scratch. Then. Or you know how some way people can look at it. Just let her. Just let the wishes come to yeah, you. Or then just so, arrange marriage. Then. No, I mean I'll just elope at that point. If I really <laughs> elope. Like, yeah. Where would you elope to? Elope with her. Elope, baby. Yeah. What's uh, your number one elope spot? Macus out here. Perfect, dude. Perfect place. The parents will take it back. I think you daughter on Umrah before we get, we, we tied the knot. What if you, like you're about to propose? Like let's say you're about to propose and she just says no. She just says no. But like yeah. you've been with this girl for a while. I feel like yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you've been for a while, then you know. No, no but she like, say yes. Yeah, yeah. What she if she say says no though? What if, why no, would she? No, There's why a possibility. She, what if she friends out and she after two years of dating? No, what you're about? I think we're better as a girlfriend and boyfriend. No, when you're about to propose, she's like, I think we're better as friends. That would be the worst thing. Yeah, I think that's like where the lightheartedness aspect comes in it. But it's kind of a, like a serious issue, right? Like getting rejected. Like I feel like a lot of people would just like lose confidence. Well, I don't think you have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like a lot of people would lose confidence. Though. I mean, that's why you ask if the parents reject you, what does he do? He wants to know some solutions, you know? Yeah, uh, and that's solutions. there are solutions. You just have to move on from it and like you let the girl move on, you you let yourself move on. Yeah, but like he's you're 25, you really like her, dude. You're 25. What are you going to do? Just there's probably rushes out there. I think you know. go for arranged marriage. Though. Yeah, arranged marriage. You can have you need a quick turn. It can happen really quickly. I mean, yeah. you could take another year, maybe. Man, do some. You can take a gap year. <laughs> take a gap year. I'm thinking one too many. And kind of apply for the next gap cycle year. for marriage, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could pull a Nomali Palantaka. Oh, 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 yikes! Oh, all right. Oh. We don't. We don't. One thing, like we're looking to implement in this, uh, in this podcast, kind of switching, kind of rapidly away from uh, the topic of rejection, is uh, uh, my brother Zan Rizwan has a pretty interesting Twitter account, and he's pretty shy of reading them out loud. Like, could you plug? Could you plug your account real quick? Yeah, my account is at Zan Rizwan. Just my name: I Z W A N. R I Z W A N. So DMs are uh, open. To DMs all. are open. I'm public, so I actually encourage DMs from only <laughs> girls, preferably brown. On but paper, no, no, on paper, his tweets aren't bad, but yeah. when you read them out loud, they're kind let's of. Go, let's go back a little, Zan. I don't want to be the ones reading them because then. Let mom read them. Let mom read them. Show me your personally cringiest tweet. I don't know. You can scroll down. Right, okay. No, mom, just read some random ones inside, you know? Mod's actually done this before, to me, <laughs> and this was actually back in their old apartment, and yeah. I actually had to leave the room. It's on Rizwan, July 5th, 2017. Daisy families can make and destroy plants within minutes. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. See, that's a good tweet. That's actually not bad. My tweet. newer tweets have been he's good. Had, he's had work. I'm actually proud of all my tweets, by the way. Okay, let's go. I get kind of Why do you leave, why do you leave the room? Why do you leave the room? Tweet. And I actually get a lot of favorites on them, so that means people yeah, show by up. Yeah, one certain individual. <laughs> no, I, I shout out to Chatter. He actually yeah. he loves my tweets, but there's act, I get like at least five on each tweet. Uh, let's go. I'm trying to find it. I try to, to I try to tweet relatable things, you know. 
Round July 31st, 2017, a.k.a. my birthday. Uh, if y'all want to, you know, send, send some love, blessings send some my way. P.O. Box uh, open soon. Exactly. And uh, I can barely read the screen, A, because Azan's phone is cracked, like, uh, oh, you know, like, it suffered an earthquake <laughs> in, it, in and of itself. <laughs> Great analogy. You know what I mean? Anyways. So the Trump administration can easily be turned into a subpar reality uh. TV show. You watch as guilty pleasure. Hey, <laughs> 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 Trump, 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 that he watches Keeping Up with the Kardashians? I do watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I mean, the Kardashians having kids all over. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's keep on going. I'm trying to find some Let's, let's find one more, like, pretty cringe one. You pretty probably cringe. have to go I deep think you have down. to go back. You have deep to go deep down. down. You have to go beginning college, late high school. Are y'all into subtweeting nowadays? Is that still a thing? Uh, subtweet? I don't have anything to subtweet. Like, I don't have any enemies. Do you, do you get subtweeted about it? <laughs> I do get subtweeted about it. Ooh. I do. By a certain individual, but, you know. That's one of the. It things. happens, you know. I kind of deserve it, actually. So. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to go deep and deep dive in this Twitter. Yeah, you have Twitter. to Instagram deep dive later too. For me, Twitter is a way to like express my thoughts, and I'm like a. I mean, what, a more what way don't you way. express? I like I like to tweet my thoughts behind the screen instead of like mm-hmm, saying it in mm-hmm. person. But like, you know, my tweets get loved, you know. So follow me, please. I post interesting stuff. I retweet really funny things. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty funny guy. Ask me how much I love bagel bites. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> why did you put the question mark? Yeah. Like, that's, that's that, question. It wasn't even a question. It's a statement. It's Ask a statement. me how like, like, try me. Try yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Do you like them? I love bagel bites. Remember that one night? Remember that one night we went and got bagel bites and oh, we baked yeah. them? We baked that was them. A, but we got the stupid corn stuff, too. That was gross. The corn fritters. Corn they were actually pretty oh, good. No, they were good. good. They were good, but we made too much food that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that the last tweet? Or are we going to take out one more? One more tweet and we're just I'm gonna to look for end it there. You've got less cringy over the years, that's for sure. Definitely. Yes, I mean that comes with just maturity. Summer is great and all, but I'm gonna miss my. Oh friend. god! Oh. 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 That one was oh. little, that one was a little. Uh, I, I Why are you so emotional and not emotional yeah. at the same time? Okay, okay. Some days I like to tweet emotional things. There's nothing oh, wrong with man. that. I love my friends. He like likes you to guys. express himself. Yeah. Yeah. I like you're my friends. You know, I miss you guys over the summer. Other friends as well. And yeah, nice. We're gonna view t- uh, tweet activity and see how it did. <laughs> I mean, probably better than this podcast. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we're just gonna end it there. Yeah, 300. That, that's enough embarrassing. 28 total engagements. 28 oh. engagements. 28 right. riffs are coming your way. Hopefully all girls. <laughs> I used to tweet solely for like one girl to like my tweets. Oh, did it ever happen? It did happen often. Yeah. Often. 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 But uh, it's yeah. it's done now. Anyways, good good episode. Wait, today. I have a. We should do another segment like song of the day. Song of the day. What, what's the song of the week? What song are you guys? Okay, there's a there's a song. No, Rockstar has been out for a minute though. No, there's a song that's been out for a minute. This week's this week. been pretty good for Rockstar. I'll play you guys a preview. Has it really? Yeah. This is, this is hey, my this is my song of the day. It's uh, right, right. Mav and Afan know I've been blasting this every day. Probably, it's uh, crew. a little bit away from that. It's Crew by uh, Goldlink, uh, featuring Brent Fiaz. Do we got the legal rights to the song though? Probably not. Copyright. But uh, yeah, we'll just play it for now. Yeah, check it out here. We'll go, we'll, Here's a little we'll snippet. This is your uh, song. Little song for a snippet. Now I gotta go to the main course. That's the best yeah. part. So here's your song of the day, Crew by Goldlink. She see money all around me I look like I'm the man Yeah, but I was down and out like 